Welcome to Step Up and Thrive, where you get quick and easy tips on business management, productivity, stress management, work-life balance and marketing. I am Tuli Baxi, personal development coach, and my task here is to introduce you to various ways to succeed in business while keeping the sanity. Today, we are speaking about science and stress. My guest today is Julia Leonard. Julie Leonard is a certified life coach and happiness evangelist with 30 plus years of psychology, health and coaching experience. Along with her coaching practice, she is also the founder of Sandak.com, the creator of the Intentional Happiness Circle and the host of the weekly online International Women's Happiness Club. She's also the number one best-selling author of Intentional Happiness, the life-changing guide to being happy and staying happy. Welcome, Julie, to the podcast. Hello there. It's great to be here. As we speak about science and stress, you have struggled with anxiety. Can you please share your story? What has happened and what changed? Of course, happy to share that with you. Um, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet because it's uh, my story is a long one. But uh, uh, just to, to give you a brief summary, I um, I grew up in Scotland and um, I had a very loving, warm family who taught me so many wonderful and amazing values that I bring into the work that I do now as a life coach. Um, however, my, my father grew up um, with depression. So my whole life he has to had depression. And... Um, Inadvertently through that, uh, I picked up a lot of um, limiting beliefs. And so just by the way he was, sometimes he'd be in his head or he would really be listening to me. And I internalized that in a little bit of a negative way. So I grew up with uh, limiting beliefs around not being good enough and um, not feeling I had something of worth hearing or an opinion worth listening to. And I, I grew up very anxious. I was very, very anxious, very introverted, very shy. And in Scotland, we don't really talk about emotions so much. So I was kind of alone in my own head. And so I really grew up very anxious. And this followed me through school, even into university. It's no surprise I went to study psychology uh, to work all this out. But uh, it followed me. And even at university, I couldn't even go and meet friends for a coffee or anything. I was so self-conscious, so nervous. So I really struggled with that for a long time. But I I found psychology and and I loved it. And I, I just knew... I wanted to work with people, I wanted to help people. And instead of pursuing psychology, I ended up in the voluntary sector and I worked for well over 20 years in mental health services. And through that, I developed and grew as a person. Of course, I was learning so many tools and techniques to help people that then I could apply to myself. And because of my own experiences, I found that I could I could very much relate to people's experiences too of stress and anxiety and, and low moods, etc. And so I could really relate to people and I could really help other people. And I worked on myself and I, I applied a lot of tools to myself. Um, and I also I also pushed myself. I got to a point in my life where I realized that I really had to increase my self-esteem. I had to change how I spoke to myself. And I really started pushing myself out of my comfort zone, really doing the things that made me anxious. And I really started to push out there and, and live my life. And so I guess like, experiencing life and going out there and doing the things that scare me 
whilst applying a lot of the tools that I now use with other people. That really helped change uh, and reduce my anxiety and um, create the, the the person who's here today chatting with you quite comfortably and relaxed, turned me into a much more confident, outgoing person that if you meet me now, most people don't believe that I was ever really that anxious or, or quiet <laughs> either. Yeah, I wouldn't believe it either. <laughs> Before we started this interview, you said that you love to chat and me uh, living in Finland where people tend to be quite, not very talkative, let's say so. And you love to chat, so it doesn't even remind anybody who would be anxious. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess part of my culture is like I come from Glasgow in Scotland, so we're very chatty and friendly. But uh, yeah, I've really, I've changed so much from the person that I was. I mean, it's an ongoing journey. I'm very open about it. You know, I am a life coach. I am a happiness evangelist. Um, but I don't live in a bubble. Life happens to me. I have hard days. We're, we're recording this during very difficult times. Um, you know, life does affect me. I don't I don't live a perfect life. But um, what I've cultivated are the tools that help me become resilient to what life throws at me and and for me happiness is feeling calm and balanced so I'm in I'm in a, a good place still a work in progress but I've come a long long way from that shy and anxious girl many years ago I'm happy to hear that we are here to speak about stress can you tell us what is stress and how can we recognize that we are stressed Yeah, of course. Uh, I teach this very regularly. I run a lot of courses on uh, negative thinking. So stress, I really believe, is uh, it's really an innate response that we're programmed with being human beings. It's a very innate response that um, I'm sure you've all heard of flight and fight response. But we are really programmed to react to things that we perceive as stress and Uh, when we think back to when we were cavemen and women, you know, it seems pretty obvious to have a stressful response if you're faced with a saber-toothed tiger. You know, what are you going to do in that situation? So, of course, you respond to that. You either get ready to to fight it or to run away. Or actually, the other third one is to freeze, let, you know, play dead and hope it will ignore you. And so we can understand it when we're faced with, you know, quite obvious threats in our, our lives. But what we're really seeing now is that, people are feeling stressed quite consistently. They have a persistent level of stress. And so our stress response is being triggered pretty constantly. And so people are perceiving a lot of stress. So what I would say is we either, we are in a stressful situation, there are circumstances, like just now, we have a lot going on in our world right now with the pandemic. Um, people are facing a lot of stuff with work, with home life. There's a lot of things that do cause us actual stress. Um, but it's also things that because of whatever is in our heads and our minds with our thinking, we perceive things stressfully. And so I say that because two people can experience something very similar but respond in different ways. And so what I see is people perceiving things to be stressful. A lot of that is within to do with their thinking and they therefore are in a stress response and uh, there's a lot of signs for stress um, 
But it's important, and that's what I teach people first and foremost, is to recognize how your body responds to stress, because we all respond in a different way. So understanding how your body reacts when you feel stressed is really important. But you will notice a lot of things happening in your body because when we are stressed, your body is releasing a lot of cortisol, the stress hormone. Our bodies are getting prepared to fight or flight or freeze. And so you'll notice perhaps physical sensations in the body, such as um, a racing heart or Often it's like you have a really upset tummy, you're feeling knots in your tummy. It can be something very obvious physically. Often there's a lot of tension and tightness in the shoulders, the neck area. Um, but you might notice a lot of emotional symptoms too, like feeling overwhelmed, feeling really tired. There's a huge wealth of, of signs and symptoms that we are feeling stressed. And what can you do then? If you feel that stress in your body, how can you reduce your stress? So the good news is that there's so many tools that really help us reduce our stress. Are there any tools for busy people? Oh, absolutely. First and foremost, a lot of the things that work for us don't take up a lot of time. So that's good news. Um, like I mentioned, first of all, is recognizing is this something that I can change? Because sometimes there's a circumstance that's triggering it. So looking to see if you can change that. Or it's changing how you respond to that situation. So it's important that we try and reduce our stress response. We cannot go into the other innate response, which is the relaxation response, if we're in a stress response. So even if you're doing lots of positive things, you often feel that you're not feeling any better because you're actually still in this heightened state of stress. But there are loads of great tools that you can use that are highly effective and don't take a lot of time. And I would really, if you're really busy and you're working a lot, like right now, I think nobody seems to have a lot of time. First and foremost is having regular breaks. I think often when we're stressed, we push on, push on, push on, and we keep going and keep going and we're exhausted. Building in regular breaks, regular time for ourselves is really, really important in the day. And obviously also setting boundaries. If you're working and you're busy and we're at home, we can work longer and we can just take that extra call, answer that email. Sometimes you're working weekends or later in the evenings. I really believe in setting boundaries and being quite fixed about when you're working and when you have your downtime. Because I think people are working really, really hard right now. But another tool, or well, a collection of tools, is what psychologists call flow states. And these are like what we would call getting in the zone. So what happens when we're stressed is we're in a really busy part of our brain, a very overthinking part of our brain. So we're in a part that we're over worrying, over analyzing, overthinking, and that helps perpetuate our levels of stress. If you can do an activity called a flow state activity, it takes you away from that overthinking part of the brain and it distracts you, it shuts it off. So I'm sure everyone identifies with the feeling of like just going round and round in your head and not being able to shut your brain off and just feeling really stressed. Flow state activities really help us take a break. A flow, so examples of those could be doing a little bit of meditation or breathing exercises. They're activities that 
challenges enough that we have to concentrate, uh, as I say, but, you know, take us away from thinking too much. So great examples would be doing yoga or Tai Chi, um, usually any kind of sports, um, coloring, jigsaw puzzles, playing chess. You get the idea. You know, anything you do that's like craft wise, if you like knitting, sewing, creating, anything where you're focused on it and you kind of lose yourself in that for a while and then you can come back. Any of those work really, really well. So what are the things that you like doing or you enjoy doing? It could be doing a little bit of breathing meditation. It could be a little bit of yoga or reading for a little while things like that. And the good news is that research shows us even doing just five minutes of that has a massive effect on our stress levels. So just taking a five minute break to do something that takes you away from all that overthinking and just puts you in the zone for a few minutes will have a massive effect on your stress levels. Thank you. What about this inner voice uh, what says to you, oh, you cannot do anything else but work. You have to concentrate on work. How can you silence that one, especially as you are speaking about those breaks and getting into those flow mode? Mm-hmm. Well, I recognize that one. I think we all struggle with that a lot, don't we? We put a lot of pressures on ourselves. Yeah, we put a lot of pressure. And I, I yeah, I recognize that a lot. And I hear it a lot with the, the women that I coach that putting a lot of pressure on ourselves to keep going, keep going, keep going and feeling all the things that we should be doing, things that we have to work on and we juggle a lot. What's important is that the, if you really look at the impact of stress, it's pretty scary if you leave that unchecked for a long time. I'm talking years, but if you're living with constant persistent stress, it's really bad for the body. And long term, that's going to have quite detrimental effects on your health. And so also working while you are stressed, you're not going to be at your creative best. And so it's so important to take a break. It's essential to take a break and taking a five minute break so that you can come back refreshed, more creative, more productive in a better place. You're going to be more effective in those 55 minutes or 50 minutes than you are if you just keep going and keep going. We're not designed to be like that. We're not designed to to concentrate for hours on end, to continually work, to not sleep enough, to to constantly be in that persistent level of stress. Our bodies aren't designed for that. We're designed for little peaks of stress that boost us forward. You know, it's different when you've got a deadline to meet or, you know, a report to get in, something like that. But We're not designed to consistently have this cortisol in our body and this feeling of stress. What I will say is that when you do take those times to recharge your batteries, to just have some space and just de-stress, unwind, look after yourself, pour into yourself. Because as women, we are giving, giving, giving constantly to our businesses, to our family, to our friends, to everyone around us. And we often push ourselves down that list and we've really got to take care of ourselves in order to be the best versions of ourselves. If you pour into you and look after you and handle your stress, you will be a much better version of you. You will be 
a better entrepreneur, a business owner, a mom, a friend, a partner, you will be a much better version of yourself. So five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is that you need, whether it's an hour, whatever that is, getting that balance in your life and looking after yourself and your stress will reap huge rewards. So this short break basically makes us more efficient and better version of ourselves. Absolutely. You might, you know, you've probably done that. You've taken yourself out for a walk, something like that. And then you just like, you know, clear your head and then you feel like some of these ideas come to you or you suddenly get a breakthrough or you just feel a bit more energized and come back to work. You know, it's important to take those breaks. We've got to take those breaks. We've got to look after ourselves. And absolutely, it's not doing nothing. You're not wasting time. It's the opposite. It's a very, very productive and essential use of your time. Thank you so much. And now it's time for our quick tip section, something that we do regularly on our podcast. And my question is, what is your biggest revelation about stress management? Hmm, That's a great question. I think from all my years of working with women and teaching about stress management and stress, my biggest revelation is that most of it is all about our thoughts. Some of it is about circumstances and situations we find ourselves in, but really the majority, the root of it, is just a thought. It's all about our thoughts and thoughts can be changed. Thoughts are not fixed, they're not who we are. We can change them. And I love the world of uh, neuroplasticity. I love the fact that we know from science that we can change our brains. If you repeat a habit over and over and over, it becomes more fixed. And it's the same with our brains. If we create a positive thought about something, and then we repeat it and we repeat it and we repeat it. We create these strong neural pathways in our brains that become stronger and more dense and become more fixed. And conversely, the ones that we don't use so much, those negative thoughts, they weaken and disappear. And so for me, the biggest revelation is that this is so changeable. It's not fixed. Science tells us that it's not fixed and that most of our stress comes from ourselves and our thoughts. And once you understand the thoughts that are behind it, everything can change. What is the most common thought causing uh, stress? The most common thought is often, I'm not good enough. Mm. I hear that over and over, I'm not good enough. In some degree, I'm not good enough here. Or, yeah, I think that sums it up, doesn't it, really? I'm sure you're the same. You hear that as well. It's... yeah. In some form or other, it's I'm not good enough. Whether you're not working hard enough, doing enough, trying enough, or you just don't feel that you are good enough at what you do. Uh, that's the over, overarching theme for most people. And what is a thought you could turn it into? Well, I always say, and as a starting point, is just take the not out of that. I am enough. It's not the finishing point there. It's just a step in the right direction. Remove the knot and repeat to yourself, I am enough. But then I want, to, then I go further. When I coach, I want to go way further than that because 
enough. I mean, that's just, it's not enough, is it? I mean, I really go, I really go for, you know, don't settle for being enough, you know, strive for being amazing. So, you know, start with taking the not out. That'll feel difficult to begin with. If you've been telling yourself for years, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough. Uh, it takes a while, but just take that knot out and just change it to I am enough. Just tell yourself I am enough and then work on it further to eliminate that completely and change it. Work towards, you know, I am good at what I do. I am a great entrepreneur. I'm a fabulous mother. Whatever it is, tell yourself I am. I do believe you should only say I am if it's followed by something positive. I always say that to people. Follow I am with only something positive. Because usually it's I am and it's something negative. So uh, scrap that and, and only say I am if you're going to say something positive after it. Oh, that's great tip. Thank you so much. And thank you, Julie, for joining us and sharing all those tips. My pleasure. If our listeners would like to know more about you and follow you, where can they do so? Well, I would love to connect with you. So, of course, I have a website, julieleonardcoaching.com. You can find out all about the work that I do there. And I also have a lovely uh, Facebook group called The Happiness Club. And I would love to welcome all women into The Happiness Club, where we share lots of tools and resources now to be the best version of yourself. And we also meet every single Wednesday evening to share tools and to connect together. But just to follow up on what I was saying there, I would also love to share with you that I run a 21-day self-compassion journey. We're talking about the negative thinking that we have, the thoughts that we tell ourselves, the limiting beliefs we have. Well, I created this short 21-day course uh, where I teach you how to change your inner dialogue and talk to yourself with much more compassion and much more kindness. And it definitely helps to reduce that overwhelm and that stress and really create those positive neural pathways that I was telling you about. So this is a paid course of mine, but I would love to offer it to you. If you come to me and tell me you're listening to Tuli's podcast, then I will give you a place on my next course for free. Wow, that's something. And you will definitely find the link in the show notes area. So please come and join and use Julie's amazing offer. Thank you so much again, Julie, for this amazing interview and your great offer. And thanks. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here today. Come and check all the show notes and transcript at stepupandthrivepodcast.com slash 15. Thank you for joining Step Up and Thrive with Julie Leonard. I'm your host, Dooley Boxy. Tune in next week.